It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. G'day and welcome to the COB. Bit of a different lineup. Uh, Annette with Andrew. Annette, how's your day, mate? Oh, it's just the A team all round. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad to see after last week's five consecutive down days, although it's been funny, people are saying buy the dip, but you know, when you're just off record highs, it wasn't much of a dip, was it? Well, yeah, I think uh, generally the market rose about 0.2 of a percent. So, well, you know, we'll take it. Um, generally, we're seeing you know, financials, uh, miners. The miners have staged somewhat of a comeback, haven't they? Obviously, they were whole off, uh, sold off heavily last week, the likes of uh, BHP, um, certainly given where the iron ore price has been and, and other commodity prices too. Yeah, iron ore stopped falling, which is, I think, yeah. all you really needed. I mean, it's things going on with BHP. I mean, that delisting from the FTSE has certainly got the arbitrage trade going. I think it'll be a little while before we get clear air on BHP. But yeah, even iron ore not falling and we got Dalian futures up today. So I think that helped gave that a bit of a tailwind. Yeah. And of course, uh, reporting season continues. We'll get to that in just a moment. But I was also interested to see, Annette, that travel stocks did really well today. Do you you think that's because, I mean, we are seeing a little bit of optimism emerge, I guess, as far as the COVID situation, the vaccine rollout is concerned. I mean, Goodness, I mean, the numbers in in uh, Sydney actually came back today, didn't yeah, they? And everyone took that as a win. It's it's interesting because we were half laughing that, you know, travel stocks, the reopening trade was a while away. But, you know, the market looks ahead. It does feel like with that 6 million vaccinations hit here in New South Wales that it looks a little closer. But let's face it, it's a national average. And if WA and Queensland are lagging, we're a long way away, I think, from a total reopening trade. But anyway, a bit of a bounce back. Let's see. Well, and of course, we have complete disagreement within, uh, well, among, you know, the, the premiers and the chief ministers around the country, uh, you know, people questioning where the federation is at right now, given no one can seem to agree on the reopening plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, Annette, today we also had the latest uh, consumer confidence read. You know what? It was a reminder that New South Wales and Victoria are big and half the economy, that's fine. But if the rest are doing okay, we maybe should stop penciling in this triple triple digit recession because consumer confidence actually rose a little. Now that's not very exciting, but when Sydney and Melbourne fall by two and three percent respectively, it was actually offset by the smaller states. So it is something just to keep in mind when we're getting a little bit pessimistic about the prolonged lockdown that, you know, everyone else is doing okay and okay K at the moment is actually quite acceptable. All right, so uh, doing okay. That's um, certainly the case with a lot of uh, stocks in uh, reporting season at it the moment. It was a super doing Tuesday, more than, wasn't it? Uh, more than okay, <laughs> yeah. Some flying out of the blocks. Uh, in fact, we're speaking with uh, Jumbe Lu today from Trebekah. She broke down some of those um, 
winners and losers, I guess. Uh, Nanasonics, I think at one stage, was up 25%. Yeah, sure was. it. Uh, I'm for, guilty as charged, I had to look it up, to be honest, to see how it's going. I mean, it's not like Redbubble where it was a clear short squeeze. This is actually a, just a good news story. And same with Unity. I spoke to the CEO and they've turned right around from listing and losses to profit, cash flow, very happy with the fibre rollout, credible MBN competitor, and the market couldn't get enough. Yeah, um, also Hub24 doing well. In fact, we're going to be hearing from them tomorrow, so it'll be really interesting to see uh, their outlook. Ansel, that was an interesting one, because uh, actually did well, but there is some concern, particularly as far as Southeast Asia and you know rubber mm. products are concerned, I guess. It wasn't a one-way story. It was it was yeah. a little mix. Some some guidance and health was better than expected, but then other sectors were not. So I don't think it was a big green tick for the market today. Yeah, and just looking at some of those that have been punished, uh, Monodelphus, that was really, uh, really hurt just in far as uh, mining services are concerned. Uh, Kogan. Goodness, profit plunging some 87% there. Um, it's still struggling to clear its uh, its inventory at the moment yeah. and it has been punished well, as a result. Inventory is not free. And so in an era where margins are being squeezed, costs are being uh, kept under control. I mean, Kogan reported inventory issues three to four months ago. So it's certainly a big issue and it'll take a while for that to have clear air going forward. Yeah, so it's really interesting when, you know, because a lot of people focus on guidance um, during reporting season and that may well determine, you know, how investors react. But I was speaking with Luke Larrative from Seneca Financial Solutions today. He says, you know, I've got a couple of stocks. I'm not even waiting for them to drop their results because I know they're great buys. Um, I'm going to give you one of them. That's just (laughs) so you can have a look at what the second one is uh, when you take a look at the the newsletter. But uh, Zip is one of those ones he's willing to buy now without seeing the results. And I guess, we, because we're seeing a lot of movement in the BNPL space. Mm. In fact, we're going to be speaking After with pay. Afterpay tomorrow. Yeah, um, so that's going to be fascinating at the same there. time. Very, yeah. very happy to see that on the agenda tomorrow. Yep. All right. Uh, look, another one that we reported today, Western Areas. In fact, it was our stock of the day reporting a net loss of $7 million. Uh, that's as revenue fell. Look, it was hurt just by lower nickel production. Uh, mm. had operational issues at a couple of its uh, mines in WA. Also, of course, um, you've got to factor in the takeover play for Western areas at the moment. Certainly IGO interested. And Andrew Forrest circling as well. So that's, yeah, that's right. certainly going to make yeah. uh, put movement in the space, and, isn't Andrew's it? Andrew's private firm is uh, has lifted its hold of Western areas. And we, just, we were just discussing this yesterday in the phrase of um, rich money buying poor money because, let's face it, lithium is the golden child when it comes to, you know, super cycles, the sustainable minerals, EVs. Western areas have had a lot of operational issues. And so maybe under the umbrella of IGO, it might perform going forward. Yeah, well, of course, that's nickel, um, which is obviously another vital ingredient as far as um, electric vehicles and battery technology is concerned. Anyway, look, we had uh, Gary Glover from Novus Capital and Howard Coleman from Team Invest take a good look at Western areas. Let's have a listen. Preliminary talks with uh, with IGO regarding you know, potential takeover there. So obviously, this, the share price has jumped here on that uh, corporate activity. So... Um, the thing that bothers me there, obviously, we've had operational issues with the company, um, so the result is probably not as strong as um, a lot of people are hoping for. At the moment, you've got um, 
you know, a little bit of corporate activity going there. So, you know, probably the stock's potentially, you know, seen as a bit of a um, takeover here target. But the fact that it's already jumped quite a bit here would just make me a bit, bit cautious to, right. to to join in here. It's It seems to be one of these serial underperformers that's always going to do something well, um, but never seems to get it right. It either suffers from the nickel price being too low or it suffers from an operational issue. So one or the other seems to happen year after year after year after year. A, a definite no from a team invest point of view. Right. All right, so that is a bit of a brutal take from Gary and <laughs> Howard just as far as Western areas. It's interesting, isn't it? Because uh, obviously we've seen the elevated share price uh, given it's a takeover target. However, um, look, Gary, Gary just doesn't know at the moment. He's pretty cautious about it, but uh, it's a um, very definitive no from Howard, given he thinks it's just a serial underperformer. So it doesn't go in the portfolio, obviously. Annette, um, economically, of course, um, Jackson Hole remains the, the, the biggie this week, doesn't it? It sure is. We're a bit thin on events this week, let's face it. So uh, I suspect one reason why we're cautiously optimistic is the market has decided that Jackson Hole will not be a marquee event when it comes to tapering. And so I think that's also given a bit of a tailwind, like we walked into risk on this morning. And I do wonder if that will persist going uh, forward. For us, of course, Jay Powell is the keynote speech, but that's midnight Friday. So we won't know anything until we wake up Saturday morning. Well, yeah, so it's local reaction. We've got to wait till Monday, haven't we? So, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, that's a long time to wait. So uh, meanwhile, of course, reporting season um, carrying on. We're certainly over hump day. We, we are. Season, we are. <laughs> which is, I don't know about you, but feeling a little exhausted, quite frankly. Sure given the number is. Of we're all talked out. Chief executives <laughs> we're interviewing at the moment. But uh, tomorrow, as I mentioned, we can look forward to uh, Afterpay, also Hub24, WiseTech also reporting. Um, so uh, lots to look forward to, Annette. There sure is. I'll just do a quick plug. I spoke to the RBNZ chief economist today uh, and I just put a couple of paragraphs in as Annette's angle. Just a reminder to people who think RBA and RBNZ have the same problems. They don't. RBNZ is about to lift interest rates. It's just a matter of when. Uh, In contrast to the RBA doing nothing for quite some time, just due to a lack of policy response, shall we say, from the fiscal side. Side. So just have a quick read of that. I promise it's only a couple of paragraphs. Yeah, of course. I mean, that was interesting what, what the RBNZ did last week, just as far as pretty much pivoting on the day that those cases On dropped. the day. Yeah. <laughs> they were ready to go, but just the, the optics um, of tightening of the day of Delta didn't look good. But the governor and now the chief economist says, look, the economy is stretched. It's roaring. Retail sales today in excess of 3%, following 3% the previous quarter. The economy is on fire. So, yes, they will be tightening. So how confusing is it for the RBA at the moment then? Particularly when, I've just been reading today, various opinions as far as when lockdowns finish, will the economy snap back? Yeah. Well, there's certainly no agreement there. There is no agreement. At the moment, the last thing we heard from the RBA is they expect a snapback. And so that is their last public record. So I guess we're all guessing that we think this time uh, is different. We don't have that level of fiscal support. We don't have JobKeeper. It's been piecemeal support for businesses. So it sort of feels like, you know, we won't have that snapback this time around. But that's just a guess at this stage. But it's a little odd that my, you know, economist brethren are arguing 
questioning whether the first rate hike is 23 or 24. I mean, honestly, that's by the by. It's just a matter of the RBA are doing all they can. I just think fiscal policy could probably do a bit more. And if they don't, then the RBA will be we dragged kicking and screaming into doing something. 23, 24 seems a long way away. Long way given away. Where we've got to get to <laughs> for now. It's, uh, it's all about the here and now. And that's where we'll leave it. Annette, have a great <laughs> evening. Yeah, you too, Andrew. Cheers. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.